Learn how to build your faith in God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. looking at GPS, God's positioning system, we're trying to say that God can guide and lead us into our destinies, into whatever he wants us to be and to do. From Psalm 23, he said, the Lord is my what? Shepherd, I shall not want. It's not a prayer point. It's not a prayer request. Is a statement of fact that a believer is supposed to tap into to get the results. He said, God is your shepherd. You don't lack. So for a Christian to be in lack is usually because he is not connected or following the instructions of his shepherd. A normal sheep, a real sheep has no worry in this life. The only worry a sheep has is to follow a shepherd. The shepherd sorts out every other thing concerning that sheep. Am I correct? The sheep has no worries. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Listen, whatever you are looking for is available. The only thing stopping you is your leading, God's leading for you to get to the thing. Many of you are one obedience away from your breakthrough. Just one. If you can obey what God is saying. That's why it is very vital for a believer to be able to be guided by the Spirit of God. It's very vital for a believer to be guided by the Spirit of God. God never intended that we would just be wanderers on this earth. We don't know where we are going. We don't know where we are coming from. That's not what God planned for believers. God wants to lead you, both for big things and for small things. He wants to join you and make decisions. He wants to be your advisor, as we read last week. He wants to be your advisor. If you can train yourself to the point where God can guide you. It's not for pastors. It's not for prophets. Every believer is to be guided by God. He says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. Every Christian is entitled to be led by God. He said, my sheep hear my voice. So if you are a child of God, born again child of God, you are entitled to be led. And listen, your blessing, your breakthrough is tied to the instructions God gives you. Many times when you pray, God answers you by giving you instructions. So this is why many people have not received their answer. The answer has been dispatched. But God is trying to direct the Christian to where the answer is located. But he's not answering. just saying, God, do it. Oh, God, do it. God said, I have done it. 
He said, do it, Lord. I said, I've done it. Do it, do it. God said, ah, stay there. I'm shouting. Be shouting when you're ready. Go and meet Pastor K to tell you what I'm saying. <laughs> he has done it. You are one step away and it takes obedience. One step away. No matter what you're praying for, whether it's husband, wife, uh, car, job, all those things are available already. It's now for you to hear. Go out. Don't go out. Go there. Don't go there. Call that person. Don't call that person. That's all that's remaining. You are one step away. Hallelujah. I pray for you that you will not miss what God has for you in the name of Jesus. That thing that God has prepared for you, I decree in this season, you will hear God clearly concerning it. All God needs to do is to connect you. I wish, I, I, I'm trying my best to make you happy you understand what I'm saying, guys. Except you're not a born-again Christian. That's fine, I understand. But if you're here and you're a born-again Christian, you need to understand the importance of being led by the Spirit of God. That is where everything we are doing lies. Everything you're praying for is available. And you know, as a Christian, you make too many, as a human being, you make so many decisions in one lifetime. Where will I live? I need a new house. I, I'm just, you know, see, eh, when you understand this thing, you will not make any other decision without God's leading. Where will you live? There are many houses. You need to pick the right one. How will you know the right one? It's divine direction. So people have gotten landlords that are, that are demon. Some people have gone to choose house during dry season. Not knowing that this place you are choosing. <laughs> when rain starts, you find out that everybody had canoe. It's only that they didn't know. They all have canoe. It's just you that didn't know. When rain started, just them bringing out canoe from their backyard and going to work normally. You are the only one that is shocked that your, your, your sofa in the parlor is floating. You are the only one shocked. <laughs> because you won't listen to the Spirit of God. I've always had great landlords. Always. Because I, I let God lead me. Always. See, eh? like I see, there's no realm you are going through that I've not been through. The difference is that if you can hear God, he will cushion wherever you lack. I remember the first time I was ever going to rent a house. Because my parents um, owned the house. So we, I never knew what it was like to pay rent. And by the way, let me just say this. Let me just say this. Statistically, eh, children that grow in homes where the parents own their homes are, are more likely to also, these children are more likely to also own their homes. That's just, that's not part of the message. I'm just giving that as Jara. That's bonus, uh, this thing there. Okay, let me go back. <laughs> so you see, so, um, so I've never been used to landlord issue because my parents own their house. So and by the time they moved to the village and all that, um, I, I was the only one in the house, so I inherited the house and everything because, you know, nobody was in the house, so I renovated the house, stayed in the house. But after a while, see, and this is the power of leading. So I married my wife, we were both in the house, um, there in the house, but after a while, it became, the house became small. Um, the rooms were small, um, 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 you know, I, I, me and my wife, in fact, there were three of us always on the bed. Uh, my books, me and my wife, we were sharing one small bed because my books, I, 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 I sleep with my books, man. Uh, you know, because I'm always reading, always interacting with great minds. So one part of the bed, different books than me, than my wife, one tiny part. So everything in the house was getting small. And I bought one dog. I bought a South African Boabo. Massive dog. The dog was like a lion. I don't buy puppies. You know I don't buy puppies. I, don't buy, I buy dog when it's adults. I need to see your character. Can you bite? Can you kill people? I want to know. Because that's the kind of dog I like. I don't like dog that, uh, you know, there's a dog that I'm mumu. It might be big, but now you go open door for thief. Thief will come and go say, now they, now you say you, now go, the dog. Now you go open dog. Now you go open tell them where money they say there's money. You, you. Money they upstairs. No my mother. So I don't buy, I need to know that dog. You know, all those people that sell dog in puppy. You, you know, those things are seen, but then you buy it and you go home. Some of those things are not even dog at all. 
thing will just grow, it will become antelope. No, be even dog at all. I've seen those kind of things. The dog is very, all dogs are cute when they are puppy. Now, when they grow, you go see they are in nature. Some of those things are not even dog. Some are rats. We're just big. When you buy them, when you begin growing, you go <laughs> So I buy dogs, adults. I bought the dog, Babu, massive. When I went to where they were selling the dog, I told the dog guy, I want a dog that is aggressive, that is powerful. The guy said, no problem. He took me there. He said, knock on that gate. I knock. When you see the dog, ooh, the dog hit the gate. Boom. Ooh, ooh. I said, yes, this is the dog I want. This is the dog I want. Give me the dog. <laughs> massive dog was like a lion. If you see that dog. If he stands, he's taller than me when the dog stands on, on massive dog. You know, so he gave me the dog. I took it home. When the dog got to my house, you know, those dogs, because they are big, they need space to move. There was no space. The dog broke down my gates eventually. He, uh, because everybody liked the show. Because wherever that dog is, if you pass in front of my house, it will just come and hit the gate. Boom! Blah, blah, blah. The person will disappear. So whenever people see somebody passing, everybody's in their window watching, they watch, they watch, they watch. <laughs> So one day, all this tailor I do quang 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 quang. You know, do quang. He was just going about. Hey, poor say, hey, hey, no make that noise. Go there, place. So, as the guy was passing, the dog just. This dog is massive. I don't know how to describe it. But it was the biggest dog I've ever seen. It just came and hit the gate. Boom! The gate fell. As it fell from the hinges. Fell from the hinges. Boom! Because normally, the other people, when he hits the gate, you know, they will see the dog, because the gate was the, um, I, the covered part was like this, the other part was not covered. So they will see the dog, and they will, they will see the big head, they will run. But this one, um, the gate fell. <laughs> when you see that dog, you can't run, no? you will need that and beg him. I beg, see. No, uh, if you, to run is a waste, no need to wait till you run away, you run go. <laughs> Just see, yes, sir. Yes, I, uh, <laughs> you will sit down properly. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, but the dogs are very smart. That's why I could, I could buy it as an adult. Because that kind of aggressive dog, it wasn't very smart. If you bite an adult, you first bite people in the house. But a dog is very smart. You can train it to know what, and it doesn't just bite people. It will pin you down, say, stay here until my dog comes. So when the guy, he just pin the guy, he says, the guy says, the guy sit down for ground. If you move, he sat down there until I came. And I held the dog and I told him to be going. He said, Thank you, sir. <laughs> but basically, my gate was broken now. The dog broke the gate from the hand hinges. So, so I knew that I couldn't stay in that place anymore. And the place had become so uncomfortable. So as I was praying one day, God said, um, um, Your elder brother. Uh, we come, say move out, rent in, rent on that house. Your other brother will come and stay in this house. You see the power of divine direction. Because I um, move out, um, get in that house. Your elder brother will come and stay in this house. At that time, my elder brother was working in the north. He had a job in the north. At the time, God told me this thing. So I picked up the phone and called him and said, um, God said you will stay in the house here in Lagos um, and I will get on that house. So I just I should let you know. You see? God just told me that. I just called him and told him. It, and it played out over months. Some months down the line, he called me. Now, we had all forgotten what God said. I was ready using sight to look for a house, but he had forgotten. So he called me and said, ah, I should pray for him. I said, what's wrong? He said, I'm giving him stress in his office. And they want to post him to Lagos. And he's trying to, I said, don't resist it. I have told you that you will come here. 
And before he knew it, they posted him down to Lagos because they said he couldn't speak Hausa and they needed people that could speak Hausa. So they wanted to post him to Lagos. And then I said, Yes, I told you that. So they posted him to Lagos. He moved in with his family into the house. By that time, I had rented. So God played it out. And now, even the renting the house, remember, God told me my brother would stay in this house. I need to also know the particular house God was leading me to because he had the house. Of course, I didn't even have the money. I didn't have the money. It was a big shock for me when I knew how much we would pay for rent. I didn't know because I'd never lived in a rented house. I lived in my parents' house. When I went to see the kind of houses I like, they took me around. Agents, yes, it's a five-bedroom. It has big queue. I said, hey, I like this space. My dog can run now. The space here, I was happy. When they told me the price. I said, I'm not buying, no. It's not buy, oh. I'm not saying, yes, <laughs> it's rent for one year. I said, no, I don't think you understand. God, the owner, is the rent. I'm not depositing for, oh. You see, I, I didn't have that kind of money then. But you see, when, when it was time to actually move, you know, God gave me favor. The landlord that I met, he was okay. He said, those days, um, people were paying two years rent. I don't know if it's, on the island, it's one year people pay now. But those days, it was standard two years that people used to pay. I met the landlord. He said, how, how many years do you want to pay? I said, even the one year, I didn't have it. So there's no way I would have paid two years. But he was okay with, say, what do you want to, I said, I want to pay one year. He said, one year is okay. Um, it's normally, agency and legal, usually 10, 10%. Meaning, if the house was two million, for instance, that you don't have, the agency and legal, Two, two, that's 400,000. That you don't even have the rent. And the guy said, agency and legal, I should forget it. That he's not collecting anything like that. No agency, no legal. That's, see, what I'm telling you is that, look, God knows how much you have, and he knows somebody somewhere that will be able to give you a deal with that amount that you have. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So I've seen all kinds of situations. If you can be humble enough to actually submit, don't, don't, just, say, don't just say, hey, I'll move to a cotton. I'm moving to a cotton. No, no, no. Do you want to live in a cotton? If you want to live in a cotton, it's fine. If you don't want to live in a cotton, then ask God to lead you to a good place around the place you want to live. Somebody gets what I'm saying. You will get a deal. But you have to be patient and follow God. Many people just make their own decisions. Ah, with this money I have, it must be a better. Are you sure? Is that, if you want to live in a better, that's fine. But if you don't want to live in a better, then ask God. Say, Lord, hey, this is how much. I don't have the money, but what should I do? He will start directing you. Somebody get what I'm saying. The difference between where you are and your blessing is divine direction. You know, last week I gave you guys the gist of how I had this very fine bicycle. It was carbon fiber, Ferrari, Ferrari bicycle, carbon fiber, um, all that with designer stuff. Very expensive, over a million naira. But I couldn't ride it in my estate. So I wanted to sell it. And I've been trying to sell it for years. I couldn't sell it. I couldn't find anybody that would buy it. So I told you last week what happened. My friend sent me a message from nowhere. He said, um, God laid it in his heart to ask me for the bicycle. You know, that he too was reluctant, but God kept pressing in his heart. I had not seen him in a long time. We didn't even talk. You know, it's kind of friends like, yeah, your friend, but you guys don't see, you don't talk. But we, so we're not talking in a while. No, we don't relate like that. He just sent me the text that, hey, God said, um, I should ask you for the bicycle. And I told you guys that a day before that, I was thinking in my heart that this one that I can't sell this bicycle, should I just dash it to someone? Can I give it to someone that really appreciates it? And all the people that were coming to my mind are people I, didn't, I wasn't sure they were going to appreciate it. So a day after, the guy sends me a text that God says you should ask him for the bicycle. That's not a coincidence. And me too, I got a release in my spirit to give him the bicycle. Now, the bicycle was expensive. But I got a release to give him. Now, I gave him the bicycle. I shared the story last week. I shared the same story like this on, in the Island Church last Sunday. As I shared the story in Elijah last Sunday, somebody came to me after, it was a visitor, not a member of the church, it was visiting church. He came to me after the service and said, Pastor, I want to pay you for the bicycle. 
I said, I've already given someone. I've already given, that was the story I was sharing, that somebody has, you know, I've given, he said, no, no, no. He said, I don't want the bicycle. I just want to still pay you for it, even though you've given it up. And he gave me the money in dollars equivalent that day. He gave me dollars that, suppose there's no more in Nigeria. You're joking. I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you participating in a recession? Who says you? Who send you? That I'm telling you, they didn't say the Lord is your shepherd, except for those, this app. Does it, this application doesn't work in certain countries. Is that what they said there? You know that thing they write in some other some things, that this app doesn't work in certain countries. They didn't write that in Psalm 23. It's for everybody. If the Lord is your shepherd, no matter where you live, you will not want. You can't give me the money in dollars, the equivalent of the money in dollars. That day, in cash. It was a Sunday. He didn't go to the bank. He had it. In cash. So everybody's happy. The guy that got led to asking for the bicycle is happy. Me that gave the bicycle, I'm happy. Then the guy that gave me the money, everybody's happy. That, you see, some of you, you are one step away to your blessing because you refuse to be obedient. God is telling you to release something, but you're holding on to it. You don't understand that, that thing will open another door, that will open another door, that will open another door, but you're holding on to it. You are one obedience away from your breakthrough. Hallelujah. Divine guidance is crucial. Very crucial. I, I, can, I can give you too many stories, but there's no time. Let's read something. Psalm 16. Okay, so what are the ways? What are the ways um, God leads? Before we read Psalm 16. What are the ways God leads? Um, the, the principal one, the principal way God leads the believer is through the inward witness. The inward witness. Um, the inward witness is from the scripture we read last week that says the Holy Spirit bears witness with what? Our spirit. That's exactly how it happens. DJ, bring it up. Can we all read the scripture? One, two, go. The Holy Spirit itself bears witness with our own spirit. So that's how it works. When God wants to guide you, the principal way, the number one way is that the Holy Spirit bears a witness in your spirit. That means you just have a nudging, a knowing, a release, a push, or whatever you want to call it, or an impression in your spirit. Remember, I said the direction is from your spirit, not from your mind or not from your flesh. We did all this last week. It's in your spirit. You have an impression in your spirit to do something. Sometimes you even confuse it with just your mind thinking something. But usually it's not your mind, it's your spirit. Give something. Do something. Like that guy... The guy knew how much the bicycle was. He said he too was afraid. That it doesn't make sense to ask somebody to dash you something like that. Did they, did they dash that kind of thing? So he too said it didn't make sense. But he said something kept pressing him. That's the Holy Spirit impressing him. So my blessing was tied to him obeying God first. Then me too obeying God. Because after he now told me, I have to first sit down and be sure that Lord, this is expensive. You said I should dash him. Dash. In fact, I was so angry to dash him. I told you, yeah, when, he come, when he came, I don't want to make sure I was born again. Because you can't just, I can't dash you by the expensive bicycle, Ferrari bicycle. I said, are you born again? Do you go to church? Who church? Give me the pastor's number. Let me call if you are really going there. I was upset. And all that obedience linked to all our blessings. I don't know what the other guy on the other end now is going to get. But I'm sure there's something on his own side. See, when we obey God, everybody is blessed. I don't know what you are short-circuiting. I don't know what you are short-circuiting from your own end. Maybe there's something that has reached your tongue. You have held it down as a Nigerian that you are. You have held it down. I 
and the blessing is not flowing anymore. So it's inward witness. It's like an impression, but it's, it's how God leads us. We are just impressing our heart to do something. Pressing our heart to do something. Inward witness. It do, it's not usually articulated in words. Even though you would know what it means, but it's not usually, it doesn't come to you in words. It comes as an impression in your heart, as a leading, as a push, as a nudge in your spirit. Not in your head, in your spirit. Not in your head, in your spirit, man, down here. Okay? It's called inward witness. Let, let's read something. Acts chapter 16 now. From verse 6. Acts chapter 16 from verse 6. It says, now, now this was Paul and his ministry team. Apostle Paul, his job was to go about preaching everywhere. So that was his job. And he was doing it. This was what happened. So now, when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galata, he said, and where what? I can't hear you. What happened? They were forbidding of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. They were preachers. Normally, they were supposed to go everywhere. But as they were going to Asia to preach, they said the Holy Ghost forbid them. Some of them said, mm. Say, mm. Mm. Forbid them. Forbid them. They didn't just feel it to go. When a Christian says, I don't feel like doing something, you know, we are not usually talking about our flesh. There's feeling of the flesh. There's feeling of the spirit. You must also refresh the two. There are times when your mind is the one tired and is telling you we don't feel like that's different it's different when your spirit is saying mm -mm. that means everything is good to go but somehow you you don't feel like it you, you feel lost you feel you, you don't feel that peace to go you feel very lost you feel very somehow about that decision you want to make everything is fine about this boy he's promising marriage everything looking for you just feel lost sometimes when you think about him or pray about him you feel something is missing ah that's that's that's, that's it's telling god's god telling you mm -mm. Forbidden. John. Sometimes you are talking about the thing. As you are talking about it, you are losing your peace more and more. You are saying, me and John plant. You just feel lost. You mention his name. You feel like you are lost in one island. You are, something is disconnected. Watch that. That's the Holy Spirit giving you signs that, that don't do that. It won't work out. Hallelujah. I have too many stories, but there's no time to tell you. I would have given you the gist. So many stories. Of, of <laughs> there was one. Ah, no time. Fine. Okay, all of you go and buy a message of first service. I won't finish everything I'm going to say today. So let me just give you the story. But buy the message of first service for the full thing. So, <laughs> or it's even free. You can download the message for free. So, um, many years ago, as a ministry, we usually don't do outdoor meetings. Most of our meetings are indoors. Every ministry has a pattern. That's why we can't dance to people's tune. Because it's a pattern God gives every ministry. Don't let people come and say, we don't do 9VG in this church. God didn't tell me to do 9VG. If you want to do, you go and come here by yourself. Lock yourself and do. <laughs> I won't do what God has asked me to do. He said, because human beings don't know. If you're a person, you, you must know. Don't let people confuse you. They confuse Aaron and Cole like that. Oh. Let's do, let's do. It's not everything everybody does. So as a ministry, we don't do outdoor meetings, if you notice. Most of our meetings are seminar style or indoor. That's, that's the grace we have, and that's what God told me to do. So, but this they want to do an outdoor outreach. We call it another glorious bedu. Hey, some of you don't understand what I mean. That's the big deal. We wanted to scatter everywhere. It was like, it was like an all-night thing, that an all-night praise carnival would outreach. Big. It was supposed to be the biggest in town. From the day we decided to do it, I felt lost. I felt disconnected. I felt afraid. And every step of the way, I was feeling more afraid and more lost. The day they printed the flyer, bam, hey, fear. I kept feeling lost. It was supposed to be a big meeting in a big place. We were supposed to do free suya. 
Frisuya, we're supposed to bring um, 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 one guy called KG then. KG used to work for Fela um, Kuti, and he became born again, became a minister of God. So to bring KG to minister, so to bring um, one other guy, um, Fuji Gospel. Man, it was supposed to be a rocking meeting like this. Different gospel artists. And we'll rock all night and eat free suya and do altar call. As we were, everything towards the meeting, I was getting more and more afraid. The night now finally came. That was the night I was now the most afraid. And I've never been like that about anything. First thing, the KG says is not coming again for some reason. We said, no problem. The Fuji gospel is coming, guy. That one now came. When it came, they had set up all the equipments. As they were doing their sound check, he now saw that in one place, a bit near the place, people were drinking there. He said, they are drinking in this place. We can't do gospel. I said, no, it's these people self that we want to reach out to. Let them be nearby so they can even hear the music and they can get saved. He said, no, he can't sing where they are drinking. I said, they are not, it's outdoor. We are out, outdoor. He said, he's not, the, that he's going. Ah, this was 12 midnight. Remember, it was, an, it was supposed to be an all night thing. It was around 12 midnight. In my mind, I was saying, go where? Where you want to see transport this night? Because they didn't come with a car. I was just laughing in my mind that you can't see transport. He said, he's going. You know, I said, carrying boys, like, like, I don't just laugh in my mind. He said, you're not going. He said, we can't. He just said, we can't go. He said, we got to, he got to the bus stop at around past 12 in the midnight. I thought they can never, that those days, it was not common to see bus at that time. My brother, an empty coaster bus came. <laughs> and so showed you, that's where they were going. All of them just enter. So we had no guest. <laughs> no guest minister. We said, no problem. We will still find a way. We will do praise. But I was still lost and afraid all through. See, there are many of you, you are doing something, you know, you, you know something is missing, but you are pressing on because you have a giddy. You have a giddy, you are pressing on. You know something is wrong with this thing. But you are just pressing on because you shame. You don't want people to know. We have already finished wedding dates. Everybody knows that together. You, but you know something is wrong. You want to start this business. You've already booked, you list the place. You, before you lease your life into it, can you run away? It's never too late to turn back. Ah. Never too late. Because of all like that, I've already given my word. I must go. Who told you must go? You want to travel and you're feeling lost. Don't go. Don't go. Say, I must go. Do you know many people have gone for burial and they bury them? Very common. I must go. It's a burial. I must. I there's nothing I must go. If I don't feel the least to go, I will greet you from there. Better for suffer to be alive and be angry with each other. I must go. It's my cousin's wedding. I must go. Are you the only person that must go? For a burial or wedding, is either the, is the person they are burying or the person that is marrying? Any other human being is optional. <laughs> Says burial, I must go. Ah, but you are feeling a sense of disconnect. You are feeling a fear. So the day came of the event. Oh, they, we set up the equipment. The, everybody has gone. Uh, the, all the artists have gone. People were now gathering to attend the program. The free suya guy, this Abuki was doing the suya. As they just took the mic to start the event. Say, praise the Lord, people. As we're about to... <sighs> light went. From opening prayer. They have not even finished started opening prayer. They're about to start. Light went off. We went to Onjen. Jen <laughs> said, yeah. We died there. We died there. Jen said, me, start here. They went to bring on that gym, fire. They went, nothing. Now, so everybody don't gather. They look at ourselves. No light. Midnight. Everywhere dark. Jen refused to come. 
I said, okay, let's go and eat the suya. That's the only thing left. Since we can't do concert, we'll chop our suya. Useless saboki. Suya was not well done. In fact, it wasn't suya. We were eating salt that had meat inside. Not meat that had salt inside. It was salt. The guy was roasting salt since. We thought it was suya, it was roast. My brother, I carry my life. So I'm going to my house, JJ. And the moment I got home, my peace returned. Because I was doing something I had no business doing. That same way Paul said they were about to go to Asia. It was a good thing, but God said, mm-mm. He forbade them. Mm-mm. If you go there, you'll be frustrated. You will achieve nothing. And you will lose what the small thing that you even have. So he forbade them. They were preachers. That's their job to go and preach. He said, God said, no. It's, it's not, is it your preaching? The preaching is not my preaching. He said, no, don't preach. Don't go to Asia. Now, let's finish that quickly. He said, and, and now they had gone throughout that region, and God, the Holy Ghost forbade them to preach uh, in the world in Asia. Next verse. He said, after they were come by to Messiah, they went to Asia, he forbade them. They went to Messiah. They are said to go into Bithynia. He said, but the Spirit, what? Suffered them not. That means the Spirit did not allow them to. Asia, he forbade them. Messiah, he didn't allow them. They were about to go, mm, something's wrong. So don't go. He stopped them. Say, he will not allow them. Mm. So, the Holy Spirit bears witness to that spirit. That's how the Holy Ghost was stopping them. So, they, mm, they felt something lost. The business deal, everything looks okay on paper. But something is just lost. Every time you want to sign, every time you discuss with someone about the business, instead of feeling excited, you're feeling lost, you're feeling empty. In your spirit, though, not in your flesh. Your flesh is always excited by anything. But your spirit knows it's a waste of time. Hallelujah. I never forgot one of my boys. It was in Union Lag then. I think final year, almost final year. One of the brightest students in Union Lag of his set. They were doing all these things that they do. Lecturer come and mark script or I mean, um, presentation for lecturer. He was the one in charge. So that day he got up to go for the uh, meeting. And the Holy Ghost said, don't go today. Ah, he said, I'm the one in charge. Will I tell all the team members and the lecturer that I, the Holy Ghost said I should not go? He said, I'm not in charge. The Holy Ghost said, don't go. Ah, ah. He said, I must go. He entered the bus. He got outside. The bus was going. There was traffic. The bus said wants to pass shortcut. The bus, you know those buses that they go inside, 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 this compound, somebody's parlor. Go, 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 go. Inside those, what those buses that know. After the bus, go, 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 go. He come back to the same place. After about 30 minutes of shortcut. The traffic, they see me to the traffic, same place. He was there, there, there. After, he, after that grueling traffic, he entered on that bus, grueling traffic. After that grueling traffic, the first bus, when he left the first bus to go and beat the traffic, they didn't give him his change. He lost his change, so his money had reduced. By the time he got to the next one, there was traffic. He couldn't even get to school. Traffic, traffic. By the time he finally got to school, after many hours of grueling traffic, losing his change, losing his money, when he got there, the lecturer didn't come. The other people didn't come. He called everybody. What's happening? He said, ah, we've canceled the meeting now. Nobody could make it. God says, I told you to stay in your house. But I must go. I've given my word. Are your words immutable? It's only God that gives his word and can never change. You, you are allowed to say, sorry, oh, I said this thing, oh, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I was thinking then. Bishop Oedipo said, one time he, 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 he and his associate pastors, they were in the office and he came out and saw one of his guys preparing to travel. He said, where are you going? He said, he's traveling for a wedding or a burial. He told the guy, don't go. Sense in my spirit, you shouldn't go. The guy said, ah, I've given my word. He asked him, are your words immutable? You can change your word. Don't go. The guy said, by the time Bishop left to his own office, the guy entered the car. And 
left. When Bishop came out, I said, where is the guy? See, he has gone. He told the people, chase him. Chase him down. They entered another car to chase him. By the time they met him, down the road was under a trailer. Dead. Because he refused to listen to his spirits. I've given my word. I must go. There's nowhere you must go. So if you, you get to the road and you sense an emptiness, turn back. Go home. There's nowhere I must be. Somebody get what I'm saying? Some have entered business deals that have swallowed them and swallowed their future income. You know, some businesses eat your present income. Some eat your future income. That means the money you're making, you're using to be servicing debt for the next 20 years. Your children's self will continue from where you stop. These are some people commit suicide. Because there's no hope again. They can't see any hope. I must go to Canada. Are you sure? Is it God sending your greener pastures you are chasing? Because Lot tried it. Lot saw that the ground was green. He went there. Lot lost his family, lost his business for green pastures. Last, last, he didn't even see the green pastures. I know some of you think when you land in Canada or America, they will, from the airport, they'll just give you a bag of dollars. So this is your first $100,000 to welcome you to the United States of America. <laughs> there are poor people everywhere. Praise God. So inward witness. You have an impression in your heart that this is what God is saying. Impression in your heart. It's called the inward witness. It's the principle where God leads a believer. Inward witness. Please, whatever you do, make sure you get the message of the first service because I had more time there. Inward witness. Like I said, it's not articulated in words. It's, it's something that comes to you as an impression in your heart. You need to master it. It takes time to perfect it all. It takes time to perfect it. But you have to get there where you are led. Your house is not far. Your wife is not far. Your husband is not far. Your business breakthrough is not far. You just have to learn how to listen to your spirit. I sh I've shared the story many, many times, and I'll keep sharing it. How that, you know, I was stranded at a bus stop. You know, my money had finished to continue the journey, and I didn't know what to do. I was just stranded, but I knew my spirit was here. And God told me, that is your bus. That is your bus. Parked in the middle of the road. Got there and told the guy, and the guy drove me from there home. It's there. You're, see, I, this hunger and poverty, don't, don't, don't personalize it. It's not, they didn't create you for it. You can be going through a temporary phase. Don't, say, don't, don't, don't make it who you are. I am poor. Things are hard. It's just a phase. All of us pass through the phase. There are times I didn't have transport money to go to church. I'm a certified member of Nigeria's Trekkers Association. Card carrying member. I used to trek nationally. I, we were, it remains my other representing Nigeria in, uh, in trekking. When you're a certified trekker, you know all the shortcuts in this life. You know that if you pass back, you, you short. You go jump somebody's fence, oh, but you go. So I've been there where I didn't have transfer money. I've been there where I didn't have money to eat. We've been to other places. But divine direction will get your needs met. And it's the entitlement of every believer. The Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want. Nothing is a must. Don't say I must. I must stay to the end of work. No. If you get a strong leading to leave the place, leave the place. You, you heard some of the shootings that were going on. One, one of the teams, I think one of the teams that were there for cricket, they were about to go to that mosque that was shut down. They were just about to go before they head. Imagine if they had gone earlier. 
there are many dangers God preserves you from just by telling you, before you go, do this thing. It will look like a coincidence to you, but there's no coincidence with God. In fact, in the Hebrew language, there's no word coincidence. Because it doesn't exist. It's always a divine incident. It's not a coincidence. Hallelujah. Let God guide you guys. Perfect the act of, of listening to the Spirit of God. Perfect it. Perfect it. Perfect it. That's why we fast and pray. We don't fast and pray because we want to cajole God to answer. No, he has already done it. What you fast and pray for is to allow your spirit to be sensitive to hear God. Because, you see, your spirit, and I will close with this. Your, and please, like I said, please get the message of the first service. It's free. You can download it for free. Now, now this, the, the, why it is important to fast and pray and to sharpen your spirit is because your spirit always knows. Listen carefully. Your spirit always knows. In the world of the spirit, there are no limitations. I hope you know that. Some people don't know this. In the world of the spirit, that's why they portray to us when we watch movies. If you notice, they portray one movie that ghosts walk through walls. Abby, do you remember? When they're doing movies, you just see a ghost. You just walk through this wall to the next compound. They're actually painting a real picture. Because in the realm of the spirit, these walls don't stop spirits. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So a spirit has no problem. Walk, if a spirit is walking, he's not going to open the door. He's going to walk through it because in the realm of spirit, there's no, no, no distance. In the spirit, I can go from here to Canada without a flight. I don't need a flight. It's my body that takes 12 hours flight to transport him from here to America. My body needs that, but my spirit doesn't need that. It can disappear from here and appear there. Your spirit has perfect knowledge. That's why when you sleep and have a dream, for instance, how many of you has this happened to? You are dreaming and you see somebody in the dream and you know he's evil. He has never done anything to you, but you just know because your spirit knows. Or you meet somebody and you just know he's bringing something good. You, he has not even brought it yet, but your spirit knows. Somebody got what I'm saying? In the realm of the spirit, there's perfect knowledge. Let me show you something in the book of Corinthians. He said, when the end will come, he said, prophecies will cease, knowledge will cease, praying in tongues will cease. What are they saying? They're saying by that time, you won't need prophecy. Look at this. Say, charity never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, like teaching like this, it will vanish away. You will not need to teach anybody. You will just know. There will be annoying. Your spirit has that perfect ability to know everything. In First in, 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 in John uh, uh, chapter 2, they said, um, you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Your spirit will just know. So when you fast and pray, you are sharpening that spirit. You are, you, are, you are quietening your flesh, quietening your mind, because he's always thinking his own thoughts. That how can I get this money? They say you bring a hundred million. There is no, we don't have hundred million. That's your mind talking rubbish. Because your mind is garbage in, garbage out. Say, we don't have, where will you see hundred? All your uncle that would have given you hundred million, they have that. He'll be thinking natural patterns. I don't know if I got what I'm saying. Okay, let me give you an example. How would I have naturally thought of how my bicycle, how I would get money for my bicycle? Naturally, there's no path to it. Because there's no way I would have known that giving that guy, sharing the story, what are the chances that that visitor will be in church that Sunday? I mean, there's no way I would have reasoned it out. And there are many things in your life like that. You can't reason it out. You just have to let your spirit take the lead and lead you into it. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. So many young men are stranded because they're always reasoning out. How will I make it? I'm hopeless. I must go to Canada. That's your mind talking. Because, of course, your mind is seeing green grass there. Just no cold. We first deal with your destiny. 
There are many things like that. You want to make decisions, please ask your spirit man. Pray till you, are, you get to that sensitivity that you know what to do. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you for everybody in this service today. Lord, we ask for sensitivity of heart. We know that we are just one step away from the next level of our lives. We're one step away from what you have planned for us. Lord, give us that grace to be sensitive. That grace to look beyond our mind and our flesh and to listen to our spirit. The grace to walk in obedience. The grace to catch what your spirit is saying. Thank you, Father. Because you are our shepherd, we shall not lack. Nothing will be missing. Nothing will be broken. Thank you because this week our steps are ordered by you. This week you are connecting us to whatever our next level represents. In the name of Jesus, thank you that we'll always be at the right place at the right time. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. All right, um, still with our heads bowed. Hallelujah. Let's um, just give somebody an opportunity. The Bible says something. It says, um, Jesus was talking. And it says, my sheep hear my voice. It says that the voice of a stranger, they will not listen to or they will not pay heed to. But for you, for somebody in the house, you need to be able to hear God's voice. And the first way to be able to do that, to be able to activate that hearing, is when you give your life to Jesus. He says, my sheep. We call ourselves uh, the, the Lord's sheep because we belong to him. You don't belong to him if you have not given your life to Christ. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you are not born again, if you know you... We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages... You can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.